KRCL champions building a more socially engaged Utah through locally driven programming that promotes music discovery and civic participation. Tune into KRCL on 90.9 FM for a curated mix of music, including at least one track by a Utah artist every hour. From alternative rock to reggae, blues to bluegrass, KRCL is here to bring you the greatest bangers all day, every day. Are you listening? This is Slug Soundwaves. Shelby Maddock, and I'm vocals for the Plastic Cherries. Wayne Burdick, Airplane Wayne on uh, drums for the Plastic Cherries. Uh, Natalie Hamilton, I play keyboard for the Plastic Cherries. Uh, I'm Joe Maddock, and I play guitar for the Plastic Cherries. Stephen Cox, and I play bass. It's kind of like like a glam rock throwback with hopefully sort of a new twist to it. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like we, we pull inspiration from a lot of different genres. Definitely, like, glam rock from the 70s and 80s is probably our biggest inspiration. But we like, like, psychedelic music and shoegaze and things from all different eras. Yeah. Shelby kind of introduced me to the wonders of, like, soft rock from the 70s. <laughs> we really like, you know, Carol King, the Carpenters, yeah. that kind of stuff. But also, I don't know, T-Rex, David Bowie, Prince... The best thing that I've experienced about being in the band is just like how much fun we have both rehearsing together and spending time together as friends and being on stage and connecting with with other people through our music. Um, and also like for me, I, I love getting dressed and like doing fun makeup. That's kind of a lot of the reason why I pull from those bands is, I mean, David Bowie's like the king of costume. Yeah, the theatrics and the performance is something that we've really embraced with this project, and it's added this whole new dimension to it. Obviously, yeah, Shelby kind of spearheads that, but I think it's rubbed off on on all of us, and we have a lot of fun. really drawn to music with just like strong melodies. I think there's a real focus on melody and a lot of times my favorite songs that we've done have started with a melody that will just kind of pop into Shelby's head and then I'll arrange something around it and then we'll work on it with the band and it kind of takes on a life of its own. A big part of the story of the band is Shelby and I, so we're a couple and um, we lived in Salt Lake and our, our families are here and a lot of our friends are here and I think a big part of the story is just us moving back to Salt Lake from Portland and it was during the pandemic and we kind of had this idea that we would record an album at home and once it was starting to get finished we talked to our friends and got this band together and again it kind of took on a life of its own. Yeah, Joe and I, we met in Salt Lake about like seven years ago. We were together for like quite a long time before we actually decided to collaborate creatively 
He and Wayne played music together in a band called The Watches back in the day. So they're like old friends and old, um, they've just like, they have a history of working together this way. Where Joe and I didn't really like work together creatively until like a couple of years ago, we decided to finally do it. And I really don't have much of a musical background at all. I, my background's more in like the visual arts, but I've always really loved singing. I'm just really grateful for Joe because he's just been such a support in like getting me to uh, branch out musically, I guess. This was a really fun surprise for me. I've never actually considered being in a band at all. And uh, so I grew up playing classical music. Um, I actually went to the university for classical music. Didn't finish the program, but played performance piano for a long time. Didn't love it, stopped playing piano for many years. And uh, last summer, I decided to write a piece for the ballet company, the local ballet company. And uh, Joe and Shelby and I were just chatting late one night about that. You know, they were like, hey, we're writing a lot of songs and we might need a keyboard player. And it was like a late night conversation where two of your friends are like, hey, we might need a keyboard player. And I was like, oh, I'm gonna learn like C, F, and G. We're gonna play for our friends like four or five times and it'll be really cute. And we'll kind of move on. And so I, I never really, like, I, I didn't know what to have in mind and I didn't really know what to think. Um, again, I've never really played with a band, so I was super intimidated to do so. I got really drunk before our first practice. <laughs> For me, coming from a classical background, I'm like, I, I don't really know what I'm doing. So, um, I am learning the art of rock and roll, but again, I come from somewhere like so completely different. And uh, this has been like such a good, fun surprise. And I've like really fallen in love with our music and playing with this group. I love the songs that we create. It really like, vibes well with me and I'm actually like enjoying playing music for the first time in a long time so oh, it's yeah, been really... a surprise in both ways yeah. because yeah. I mean, a classically trained piano player really it brings something it, so oh, yeah. special yeah absolutely I would say that I grew up loving music like music is um, a talent and a gift of mine that I have going through the university program it's not that I didn't love it it's just at some point I realized for my mental health and my happiness that playing maybe eight hours a day wasn't what I really wanted to do. It wasn't feeling balanced for me. I didn't really have the drive to be a performer. And it just wasn't feeling like for the amount of time and energy I was putting in that I was um, happy with where it was going. And so it was hard to step away from music. I kind of felt like I was leaving something I'd worked really hard on behind. And I guess it took me a long time after having made that decision to want to have a relationship with music again. Um, but most of it was I was in different states. I moved to Georgia and I moved to Alaska. And I was so far from a piano for so many years that they just like weren't around. And so mostly by default, I um, discontinued playing. It just wasn't part of my life at the time. Um, and then I bought an old Steinway from a church up in Alaska. I found this beautiful little piano up there for like 200 bucks and it's like, I have to get that. So I bought it and I put it in my cabin. Um, and I started writing songs late at night, like for my first, like, oh, I have a piano again, I can play, I don't know what to play. Um, so I started just writing little songs and tunes. I guess that's kind of when I realized that I missed it, several years later. 
you know, when you're, you're going through a, the program that I was going through, there was just so much pressure, and I think uh, perfectionism is a prevalent part of what I experienced. And so coming back and just like playing with your friends and it's relaxed and you're having a good time and you're dancing and you're wearing fun clothes and you're like making people feel good and happy, like that's so much of a vibe that I relate to rather than I guess like the austerity of learning pieces to the point of perfection. And not that that's not like really incredible, but this for me feels better. So I grew up in middle school playing guitar and drums, so I've been playing for a while. After, for a couple years, I really didn't play much. Um, and then I actually did a year at the U doing jazz guitar, uh, which was cool, but jazz wasn't really my thing. And I started getting into, they have a class there that's like music technology overview of how microphones work and recording and mixing. And that was super inspiring, and that kind of got me back into playing music more and then I just started getting microphones and gear. I bought a bass at this time. I never even had picked up the bass before and now it's kind of like my main instrument. And then since that time until joining the band, um, I've played in like several things but nothing that was super serious and like I'm sure people that are listening to this that have played in bands like know how hard it is to coordinate four or five people's schedules and everyone you know having a good attitude and Commit it's, it. it's commitment yeah so it's been it's been nice to have something that was instantly like serious joe and i have jammed a couple times in the past and obviously he's super talented and they moved to portland and like i actually went up there one time and it was like oh maybe you should move up there and it just didn't work out um <laughs> yeah but, like there was always like in my mind like if he and I did a project together, like it would be something special. So it, it's been nice uh -uh. that they came, that you know, they moved back and, and he's just like, hey, we have all these songs, like we'd love for you to play. And I feel super privileged to, you know, step in and help them create, add to what they've created and present it in a live format and then obviously build off of that. So, yeah. yeah. We've always kind of had a feeling that, like, that if, if Steven and Joe joined forces, that it would be like a really special thing. We've always really respected Steven's musicianship. Steven and I grew up together a bit. We we've, were old friends school, since yeah. we were like like 14 or so, I think is around when we met. And yeah, we, we, we wanted Steven for a band like... <laughs> yeah, he was, he was like top of the list from the get-go. Because, I mean, I, I don't know if you remember this, but when we were living up there, I, I feel like maybe once a month I would get a text from you that's like, hey man, when you get back, yeah, yeah. we should start something, you know? And then, yeah. and, you said, guess what? I was like, you're moving back. Yeah. You know? and, and I was like, I think that night we were on like text messages with Steven saying, let's uh -huh. start a band yeah. together. Oh, yeah. I think yeah. I remember that, yeah. Yeah, the, the, the plans were kind of brewing for a while. Natalie yeah. was a total surprise. We just yeah. met Natalie by chance after we moved back. Um, Asked her to be in our band. Yeah. She said yes. 
So it all it all worked out really well. Someone's backyard. (laughs) But yeah, I've often felt like you know to be a great bass player, it's like you kind of have to be a little bit of a drummer and a guitar player as well. And like and he's both. And Stephen is both. Okay, so Sunshine has been available for streaming since last fall. We we, we finished it around like September. Yeah, uh-huh. we you know just paired up with a friend to get it on the streaming services, and then shortly thereafter, kind of made friends with some of the members of of Dad Bod, and they introduced us to Up Here Records, and so we kind of got their support along with it as it was coming out. They helped us with the cassette release, which happened a few months after. I feel like the cassette was out in like January. Yeah, something like that. Um, the the record the vinyl record is available now. It just barely uh, arrived. Um, big thanks to Wayne for helping out with that, and Up Here Records as well um, are going to be kind of supporting that. The recording process happened over the course of yeah last year, uh, kind of as a pandemic project, like a home recording, almost like a bedroom pop sort of thing. Yeah, I think we we recorded the first song "Where the Light Wants to Go" around like July August of 2020. And then the rest of the songs sort of followed over the course of about a year. Most of them just recorded in our living room to to our tape machine. The first song was Where the Light Wants to Go, and I think we should definitely include that, you know. Shelby, that's a classic example of, like, a melody just popped into Shelby's head, and then I kind of arranged something around it. And gradually, the album started to, to develop a bit of a personality and a theme, kind of like a light theme, you know, right? Sunshine, where the light wants to go, and uh, kind of like, uh, you know, thinking about like where you want your home to be, and it made a lot of sense that that kind of came out of us as we had just moved. Recording everything in your living room means that you can't really have like live drums, um, which is, live drums always sound better. Yeah. But Joe Joe did a really good job of just like using the MIDI keyboard and effects that we had on hand to kind of simulate the best drum sound that we could. And I'm so happy with how the songs turned out. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's, yeah we're, we're proud of it. You know, it's, it's definitely got a homemade kind of a feeling, a little bit of a lo-fi vibe but uh you know the the songs kind of again have a a life of their own now and so yeah over the course of the year it started to kind of take shape and yeah it's been out since since last fall for streaming vinyl as of right now Mm -hmm. and now now we're working on the sequel to sunshine yeah the the concept (laughs) album thing we're just we're just leaning all the way into it but we we continues We won't talk too much about the concept maybe we shouldn't but Uh, we'll just say that we're continuing on the concept that was introduced in Sunshine and kind of are definitely we're definitely on this I'd say inspired by our live shows 
and kind of are, I think we're like making songs with the audience in mind um, and kind of audience participation. Well, in that and, life, you know? and with like the band in mind, like when we made Sunshine, we didn't have the band. Yeah. And since we've been playing the songs live, a lot of them have taken on like totally new personalities is the thing. Like yes. the songs sound pretty different live than they do on the album for Sunshine. So I think that our next album will have like definitely more more like of the full band's personality yeah. infused in them, which which I'm excited for. I'm really excited for that. We have played a couple, <laughs> if you've seen any of our live shows recently, we have played, you know, you probably heard about half the new album, Intermingled with Sunshine. Yeah. We're, um, we're playing the songs out live. Um, some of them have yet to be recorded, but that's that's the adventure, the joy, and the nuisance of recording your own music. <laughs> it's cool, though. I think it's good, especially since it's more of like a live band sound. I think yeah. it's, it's, it's only right that we would play the songs out before we, we fully record them. And, and the two songs that we did record at the cabin, you know, we played those a couple times before. We're hoping that one of them will be out as a single. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, pretty be- soon, in the next the, like, month or two. Yeah, before too long. Um, and I guess that could dovetail into, like, what's next for us, because um, we are um, planning our first tour. We're going to be going uh, through the Northwest. We're going to play three dates, uh, one in Boise, one in Portland, and one in Seattle. Um we're, take, we're taking Nicole Kanan on the road with us. Um, she's our label mate from Up Here Records, and really excited to have her on board and to hang out and play music together. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, that's kind of our like most exciting thing happening uh, in the next couple of months. To say nothing of the Slug Picnic. Oh, which oh we are yeah. <laughs> very excited to be playing, very honored to, to, to do that. As the weather's getting nice, it's really fun to start playing outside. You know, that kind of makes me think about something that I wanted to mention here, which is just like how excited we all are about what's happening in Salt Lake City right now, just yeah. generally. This is a really special moment, I think, where so many bands are coming out and, and having this like creative stride and there's this feeling I unironically used the word community the other day <laughs> there's this huge feeling of community support yeah. and we're all like really we're just feeling very cozy and it's like a, yeah. and like happy and <laughs> and uh, and supported it, so. just, it feels it feels really good everything that's happening here right now like I'm so proud of all of the local musicians in the scene and happy to call them my new friends. It's just a dream come true, really. We found the home that we were looking for. (laughs) It's true. sort of like our single off of Sunshine. We made a, like a, a little video for it and um, it's pretty campy. It's like it's it's very <laughs> campy. I feel like it like speaks, speaks
speaks to like the band's style and like mm -hmm. what we're trying to do the most. You're about to hear glitter.
We'll be playing the Slug Picnic on June 25th. And before that, you can catch us at the Garage on Beck, June 10th, with Little Grim and Harper's. And then we'll be going on tour. We'll be hitting the road from June 30th to July 3rd mm-hmm. in Boise, Portland, and Seattle. And, and yeah, lots of other fun stuff planned for the summer. Cyclic City on July 9th. So many dates. So Honestly, many dates. it's a lot to remember. But, but here's the we thing. We hope to see you there. <laughs> here's the thing. The easy way to keep up on this is to follow us uh, on Instagram. That's that's the that's where we usually are online. Instagram at the Plastic Cherries. We may or may not be launching our Patreon soon. Oh yeah. Which is exciting news. If you'd like to support the band further, there will be opportunities to do so. Yeah, streaming everywhere. Yeah, we're yeah we're streaming on all the all the major platforms. If you enjoyed this episode of Sound Waves, please take 60 seconds to rate and review us on iTunes. The first Slug Picnic event of the summer is coming Saturday, June 25th. Come to the Slug offices at 230 South, 500 West to see local indie pop groups, the Plastic Cherries, Home Phone, and Cardboard Club alongside an array of local vendors, artists, food trucks, and more. Tickets are $5, picnic seating starts at 5.30 p.m., and music starts at 6 p.m. Representation matters. It matters in age, race, skill, experience, opinion, and thought. W Collective Company aims to acknowledge and celebrate women in their 40s, 50s, 60s, and beyond. Head to utah40over40.com to learn how to be part of this movement.